0: Beer It Is is a CSPN Media podcast production. Please visit our website at cspn.us for more episodes of Beer It Is and for ways to keep our podcast free for you.
1: All right, boys and girls, my name is Tobias Woolborn. The name of the marquee is Beer It Is on the CSPN Network. Shout out to Classic for allowing us to do this show each and every week. Also, check out all the fine shows on the network. We will find us on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, everywhere. Podcasts are given away for absolutely free. And also, if you have an opportunity Please go and give us a review on whether it be iTunes. Man, we like five stars. Five star reviews. Tell us that you like the show. Subscribe to it. Whether you're on iTunes, whether you're in the, uh, the other phones, that be, the Android, excuse me, the Android store. I mean, I don't really have an Android, but if y'all got it, you know, subscribe to us there. Let us know what you think. Tweet us at beer, it is pod or tweet me directly, at nwillborn19, that's n-w-i-l-b-o-r-n-1-9, on the Twitter, find me on Instagram, at nwillborn19, you can find out all my beer travels, everywhere that I'm going, everywhere that I've been, and everywhere that I will be, whether it be beer, food, also for my sports stuff that I'm doing as well, So, you know, follow me. Holla at your boy. Keep your man, you know, in the loop as to what you guys are doing. So real quick, man, this week, man, we're going to check out the good folks at Pontoon Brewing. They're up in Sandy Springs. Had a really good time talking to Ernest, who runs their tasting room, as well as Sean O'Keefe, one of the owners, founders, brewmasters. At this really cool brewery. They run on a 10 barrel, four vessel brew house system. It's really new, really shiny, and they're doing some really cool stuff, man. So give those guys some love up in Sandy Springs. They're starting to do some packaging as well. Just reopen, kind of rebranding. They have been a while, around for a while, but now they've gotten their beer to a high level. Also, from last week, We were at Creature Comforts as they open up their new 85 barrel, big boy brew house, which makes them the third largest in the state of Georgia, one of the biggest in the Southeast. They're gonna be automated in there, brewing some really cool beer. So now finally, if you're in the state of Georgia, all the way from Albany to Valdosta, and everywhere in between, You're ready to get you some Tropicalia and some of the other fine reclaimed rye. Some of those really good beers they do. And we tried to get comfortable. That Get Comfortable beer is one that's going to be for charity. So, man, really go check that out, man. Um, Go back and listen to the episode and, you know, really learn a lot about the charitable arm of what Creature Conference is doing. Before that, we're at New Smyrna Brewing down in Daytona. Down in the Daytona Beach area, had a really good time hanging out, talking to those guys. Little Beach Brewing, Little Beach Brewery, so they brew a lot of surfer beer, but they have some really cool winter warmers and some other things you wouldn't necessarily expect from a Central Florida beach brewer. But really cool. You'll be seeing some more episodes from that area really soon because that area is really growing and in the next couple weeks we'll be hearing from the folks at Ardwolf had a really good time showing off some of their beers up in Jacksonville and recently was at a really cool beer share. Shout out to the Atlanta Beer Society. I was over at Iron Monger which is in Mayretta aka Marietta in Georgia. They had a really cool beer share they had food from Fox Brothers Barbecue, which can't go wrong with that. You know, had some chicken, some roasted pork. But most importantly, I think there were about maybe 25 to 30 guys. And I posted a video on my Instagram. Over 100 beers are open. And there was literally beer pretty much from every state in the union that you could think of. There was beer from Alaska, beer from Texas. You know, any big brewery you could think of. Westbrook out of South Carolina. A lot of good beers were represented and really brought into the fold, man. So, shout out to David who runs Ironmonger. They're doing some really cool things. Looking forward to seeing them develop. We had them on episode about five episodes ago. So, if you haven't heard the Ironmonger episode, go check it out. Enjoyed myself at their tasting room and they had an interesting challenge. They called it the Trillium challenge where they're putting their beer, their Anvil Double IPA or Imperial IPA depending on, you know, what you look at it or what you call it And they had that beer up and they put up against Trillium and Treehouse and quite honestly folks, i tell you what I mean, they didn't win the challenge with me, but the beer was really good. That Anvil IPA is solid As of now, I'm sipping on the Damascus IPA, which was legit You're doing some cool things, but quick to get off of that, man. Get back into my experience with this brewery, Pontoon. So, met Sean and met Ernest um, at the Ironmonger Share. So, you know, it's MLK Day, and like I said, all these people are bringing all these really cool beers. We're eating good barbecue, drinking good beer, and, you know, just ran into these two gentlemen, Really just got to chatting with them and talking to them about their brewery, their branding, you know, imagery and what they want to do and how they're growing. And this episode is really fascinating because what I really enjoyed the most that got me going was their passion for brewing and beer. And we start out with Ernest. So Ernest, you know, he's a Tampa native. It's new Watch to Atlanta. Stopped on shoulder ahead. New to Atlanta, of course, my GPS is you know going off as I'm you know moving around, and it's really fun to see how he is getting into craft beer. So we're we'll gonna start with Ernest. All right, boys and girls. Once again, my name is Tobias Woolborn. The name of the marquee is beer. It is. Shout out to the homie classic for to do this show each and every week. On the CSPN Network for absolutely free for you. And by the way, one way you can keep this show free is by supporting our good friends at Wink.com. That is a fine winery spot. You can order your wines online. We have a discount code. When we come back, we'll tell you a little bit more about that. But keep supporting those guys. Keep supporting all those sponsors that allow me to do cool things. And today I'm doing a cool thing because I am at Pontoon Brewing here in Sandy Springs, Georgia. At this really fun spot. One of the newest breweries in Georgia just had their grand opening very recently, and I am here with their tasting manager Ernest Hemsley. Er, did I pronounce the last name uh, right? Perfect. Hemsley. Yes. <laughs> Ernest, what's up, my man? Yeah, what's going on? What's going on? Nothing much, man. So, real quick, man, you you're pretty new to Atlanta, man. So, yeah, yeah. give us a little bit about your background, how you got here, and how you wanted with this brewery. Uh true. Uh,
2: clicking on the background is um, I was actually born in Georgia. Uh, my dad's army, or uh, recently retired. Nice. Uh, yep. So yeah, okay, Columbus.
1: Florida. Where were you? We Augusta. Uh,
2: was, uh, Fort Gordon. In Fort Augusta. Oregon. Augusta. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah exactly. I didn't spend a lot of time there. We moved to uh, uh, Frankfurt, Germany, pretty quickly, and then over to uh, Monterey, California. Then uh, back to Germany to Heidelberg, uh, then Würzburg. I finally made it to uh, Tampa. Uh, late 2000, the Tampa Bay area. Wow, spent most of our time in the uh, Brandon Valrico area. Nice, and
1: nice. My parents are still in Valrico. So, I'm, I'm assuming you were probably a little too young to be drinking beer in Germany, uh, yeah, right? Exactly. I haven't
2: been back since uh, since I turned 21 or anything. Really, wow. since I left. Uh, so, never got to go to Oktoberfest or anything like that, but I'd love to return to... Yeah. you,
1: you got to uh, go to, to at least once. And, and I know people in America that kind of clown some of those styles. I'll tell you what, it's just original, good Pilsners, oh, yeah. old school. You could drink them all day, fill up your chalice, and just go. You know what I mean?
2: <laughs> I feel like it's been instilled in me a little bit. Like, I, I have uh, quite a soft spot for those uh, you know, traditional German styles, especially the Dunkelagers. Yeah, those are a personal favorite of mine.
1: So, man, so tell me, what was your, so you grew up in Tampa, so were you drinking Cigar City? Like, how did oh, yeah. you get into
2: craft beer? Um, right when I turned 21, um, I still didn't really like a lot of beer or alcohol in general. Mm. Uh, so I wanted to just try to figure out what I did enjoy. Um, you know, I just tasted around a lot, really made a, a point to go out, I bought a lot of different kind of, you know, bottles of liquor and uh, a lot of different kinds of beer. And the more I tasted around, uh, you know, the more I found stuff that I enjoyed. I think it was a, uh, I, I usually point to Hoogarden as like the first beer that I tried. Nice. That, that kind of like blew my mind. It's like this is very different from. What was that, like, it? like that white pale stock. ale? Yeah, 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 the Belgian white. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, my parents, you know, my dad drinks Heineken. You know, when, when he moved to the States, uh, you know, since uh, since Tampa, you know, he's he's been drinking uh, Sam Adams. Okay, My mom likes Let's Corona. Start. Nice. You know, uh, and he's definitely branched out. I've, I've helped my parents do that. Uh, but, uh, yeah, Garden was the first one I tried. I was like, yeah, this is different from everything that I've been trying up until now.
1: Wow. And so what was it about that beer, man? What,
2: what, what, caught, what caught you? I guess it was, uh, yeah, just the, the sweetness, the citrusiness. And it was just like, it was light. It even looked different, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, it kind of like that hazy taste. look, yeah, as we exactly. call it now, right? Yeah, 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 yeah it's unfiltered. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, everything about it just kind of threw me for a little bit. It didn't taste, you know, as beery or as, like, you know, skunky as Heineken. Right. Or like that. It was just... Yeah, it was just <laughs> very very different. So like, okay, I get it. There's there's more than one kind of beer out there. And there was like a there was a liquor shop right down the road from uh, where mm-hmm. I lived on uh, Lithia and Lumpston in Valrico. Uh, and I used to hit that place up all the time. Had nice. a fantastic beer selection. And I would go in there and just try to try a new thing every time I was there. Uh, and they were very helpful as well. So yeah, that was that was kind of how I got on my way.
1: And that's that's got to be really big, but then all right, but you, so you, you're drinking the whole garden, which, of course, is, I guess, an imported brew, right? I mean, yeah. coming out of Germany, although they brew some of it in America, but yeah, yeah. it's still considered an import. When did you start getting into American craft,
2: you know, I, I guess I found out about Cigar City eventually because that, that's just the big one, right? And, I mean, because they're right there. I mean, yeah, yeah exactly. you're in Tampa. I mean, yeah. It's what yeah, you... I still have like um, a bottle of High somewhere, an empty bottle, of course. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah. Because
1: uh, they've been Canada it for a while. Yeah, yeah so. exactly. Yeah, they uh, followed a
2: suit with uh, Oscar Blues there, um, but yeah, I guess I just kind of, I kind of noticed that there were some some local options. Uh, you know uh, Dunedin's been around for forever right. and uh, Tampa Bay Brewing Company and I guess uh, they, they have a pretty great representation of local beer wherever you go um, like Publix has a lot of like local beer right. kind of like an you know an area for it so uh, that's where yeah and down
1: there you can actually buy single bottles in the Publix yeah. like you can go yeah, and buy yeah. a single bottle so or you put together your own six pack and yep. different things like that so it kind of allows you to try some cool stuff yeah they're yeah.
2: really keeping up you know uh, with uh, uh, with trends on that, and you know, uh, ABC was also uh, a local uh, option firm trying to do the mid six pack thing. Uh, eventually, there came along um, craft beer cellar in Brandon, another awesome spot to pick up some beer. Uh, and they, we even got our own Total Wine eventually. Nice, uh, but
1: uh yeah. So, wait, it, so what else were you drinking, man? I mean, are you? So, you going to the Total Wine, you're yeah. going to ABC.
2: What were you drinking? Oh, yeah, I mean, Tampa, let's see, so my favorite local brewery was probably Copper Tail when that opened up. Yeah, shout out to Copper Tail. Copper Tail, uh, just in the... Brandon area, you're kind of you're smack dab between Tampa and Plant City, mm-hmm. and so the closest option for a local brewery was uh, Two Henrys in Plant City. Yeah, uh, I was attached to Keeling Curly Winery, awesome winery, nice, uh, decent brewery
1: as well. And then Plant City, that's also where Brew Hub is as well. Oh, yeah. Uh, Lake, yeah. Yeah, Lakeland, yeah, yeah. yeah,
2: not too far away. Yep. Uh, so, Two Henry's was something that I went to a few times because, actually, they, they had some awesome Groupons. Nice. Uh, so, I would hit that up, you know, and get, like, a, like a flight and a growler to go.
1: It's uh, not bad, yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah. And um, yeah, then, when Crop Tail came around, I pretty much just kind of stole my business from Two Henry's, you know. That was the, the new, closest, awesome option, you know. Fantastic facility, great beer. You know, they really killed it on everything, you know, just, like, the look, and like the you know the bottles, uh, you know the, the design, like they they really you know came out of the gates. Like house is immaculate. Oh yeah, nice. uh, yeah. The, their aesthetic is is just it's
0: super cool. Yeah.
1: Uh, <laughs> As one of those really cool places. So from there, right, so you're down there drinking beer, yeah. you're down there hanging out, and then you eventually bump into uh, Sean O'Keefe, who's the founder. I guess brewmaster of this place. So how'd you guys kind of? We're old fall? friends, actually.
2: Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, we go way back. Oh, well, that's Sean
1: in the background. We're gonna get Sean on yeah. later. You know, he's kind of kind of slipping into the background uh, there. Yeah. Just drinking a beer. <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah he, uh, he and I met in eighth grade. Actually, we had the same uh, wow uh, English teacher, who was also my homeroom teacher. Uh, Miss Hardy in uh, Randall Middle School.
1: All right, shout so yeah. Miss Hardy. Uh, yeah,
2: Miss <laughs> uh, Hardy. Uh, yeah, she used to have you know like part of like the morning bulletin program. She'd be the mascot for the school, Nice. Uh, Hardy Hawk, which was very cheesy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, we um, we've been friends since you know since eighth grade. Wow, uh, wow. We, uh, we went to different um, colleges. Uh, so I went to USF and he went to UF. Okay. And so we just kind of kept in mm-hmm. touch, you know. Made a few visits to Gainesville, and you know, vice versa. Nice.
1: So what? I mean, uh, what what, what years were these? Uh, So eighth grade, I guess, would have
2: been two thousand one, and we both graduated from high school in two thousand six. So yeah, and I went to USF. it was, yeah, fall 2006, and I think he oh. might, did you do, like, one semester in USF? Yeah, yeah, originally started USF. Yeah, before you transferred Followed over. Followed a life. girlfriend. That was uh. a poor decision. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but, uh, no, it was it was um, a few years back that I, you know, Sean gave me a call, and, uh, uh, he had told me that he had uh, started working with Pontoon. Mm. And uh, I had actually, because I, I have some, my dad's side of the family is from Vidalia. Nice. And so, I, you know. On, Down in South Georgia. Yeah. Yep. On, uh, one of my trips around, you know, because yeah, I was buying up beer wherever I went at that point. Right. And I went to a liquor shop and they actually had some Pontoon bottles. Uh, Their are Southern Skipper and uh, they're No Pants Pilsner. Mm. I'm not sure if they had any other ones there, but, you know, he had a... Uh, he he uh, called me and was like, you know, talked about pontoons. I was, like, oh, a pontoon! I've had a couple of those. I was, like, what? Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I picked up like, uh, was I think uh, some Jekyll at that point too, and uh, New Belgium before they started distributing in Florida. Nice. Uh, yeah, and you know, we've been talking about it ever since. You know, uh, just I've been keeping in touch with them regarding the brewery. Uh, even uh, you know, helped out and pouring in a uh, you know a couple of festivals like. Um, Most recently, the Uptown Columbus Beer and Wine Festival uh, 2016.
3: Yep. That's when Galaxy Drifter first uh, first premiered on the market.
2: Nice, Um, nice. Yeah, that was fun.
3: (laughs) Ernest, uh, I knew Ernest was going to fit well in the brewery um, when he sold us seven accounts that weekend. Mm -hmm. Just kept pulling. He was going up and down to the local restaurants and Mm -hmm. actually pulling bartenders and bar managers and bringing them by the booth. And uh, was slinging some mad beer that weekend,
1: <laughs> nice. Yeah, that was uh, and, and, and Columbus is an interesting town too because they're just now, so I think they have maybe a brewery, maybe two there, so they're kind of slowly getting into craft beer. Mm, so nice. it's kind of cool to see people kind of getting out there, getting oh, yeah. ahead of it. Yeah,
3: Nanak and uh, Nanak is one of my favorite beer bars in Georgia,
1: period. Yeah, no, it's a great beer bar.
3: Oh, yeah, it's. It's great, great selection, great staff. It was a
1: cool bottle shop right near where we had that. Same,
3: ad- uh, same owners own that as well. Oh, really? Yeah.
1: Yes. So. And I think that's just one of those things as the Georgia scene develops. And you mentioned um, when he was at UF... Were you, were you checking out any of the Gainesville breweries then? Because, I mean, there was a couple there. I mean, it would have been just getting started yeah. around that Swamp time. Pad. For, Swamp Pad, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, sure. with the uh, Midnight Oil, that beer. and yeah. uh,
2: I definitely had that, but I wasn't able to make it over to the brewery uh, when we were chilling. You know, we just kind of hit up a, you know, a few bars. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we, we went to, uh, I forget what it was, we went to this one beer bar. I remember it was the first time I tried a with,
3: was, it, Vithikirky. Yeah, it was uh, the, I forget what the German beer bar was called. Um, it's one of those places where if you do, like, all the beers in there, you're, like, on the wall. Nice. And they have
2: over a 1,000 beer selections. Yeah. And, and that, was, that was a cool spot. Uh, I think we also went to, what was it, some Balls or something balls like that? Balls Bookstore. <laughs> yeah. Tricking
3: tricking college students' parents since 1996.
2: <laughs> um, nice. It, it was a fun area. Um, but I wasn't able to check out any of
3: the Enforcement, like. Swamphead's not particularly close to like the de- like the campus. Yeah, area. you
1: got to be a little bit off the beaten path to kind of get there. Correct. But yeah, I mean, but Gainesville is an interesting town as far as like. Yeah. They have like four breweries there. Yep. So it's kind of, like I said, the growth of craft is real. And when we come back on the next side, we're going to talk a little bit more about that growth, about Ernest's journey that got him here to Atlanta Then working with that. Then we're going to come back and get Sean back in here. We're going to talk about his journey from here. And he's got a hell of a story, guys. So stick and stay. Beer it is. We're going to talk to our talk about our good friends at Wink. Stick and stay. We'll be right back.
0: this podcast is brought to you in part by wink personalized wine club wink is a world of wine delivered right to your door from rosés to cabernets to torontes wink has over 100 styles of wine to discover you ever try an orange wine? Wink connects you to a world of exclusive wines tailored to your taste and delivered directly to your door. Wink delivers four bottles of wine to you every month with free shipping. You can pick your own bottles or let Wink choose and match to your taste. It doesn't cost a thing to become a member, and you can skip or cancel at any time. And now, the listeners of the Viridis Podcast can enjoy an exclusive discount of $20 off of your first order. To place your first order with $20 off and to help keep our show free for you, go to our network website at cspn.us forward slash wink. That's cspn.us forward slash w-i-n-c. Wink Wines through CSPN. Do it today.
1: All right, boys and girls, once again, my name is Miles Wilborn. We're here at Beer. It is back again, but my man... Ernest, talking. Yeah. He, by the way, the tasting manager here at Pontoon in Sandy Springs, GA, yeah. in beautiful Georgia. I mean, like the weather. You know, it's been a little frightful, but <laughs> today it has warmed up. The sun is out, and I'm here, man. So we're rocking in with the tasting room manager. Came up here from Florida. With his boy, who we're going to get on later, Sean O'Keefe. He's already kind of, you know, simple little cameos in here and there. And, you know, he's rocking and rolling, drinking beer and, you know, having a good time. Taking a break from their tough brewing schedule here. So, tell me how long you've been in Atlanta, man. Uh, So, um, I came up here uh,
2: December 1st. Um, oh wow, so you're new, man. Yeah, Fresh yeah. to the A. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah, I've been here. For, and you were living for, in Tampa. Yeah. Yep. Um, I right. was uh, living actually technically in Brandon. Okay. Uh, you know, whenever people ask where uh, where I'm from, I say Tampa because right. people don't know. Yeah, it. exactly. And then I don't know. Very rarely it's like, yeah, Brandon, Valrico. Oh hey, you know, only if they're from there.
1: So what were you doing then? What, where were you working? I was actually uh, I was at a um, call
2: center for uh, Microsoft Bing Ads. Um, uh, nice. America. So I was working near the Tampa Airport. Um, I had been there uh, for about a year and a half. Decent gig, right? Um, Pays the bills. I mean, but yeah. it ain't you know the yeah, exactly. dream, right? <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, I uh, you know, it's just trying to get some experience <clears throat> inside of like an office environment. Yeah. Nice. Um, uh, my my major at USF was information studies, which is like a you know tech oriented uh, nice. degree, and I hadn't had any experience in that field. And I was you know planning on going down that path, so that was kind of like my you know foot in the door on. You know, trying to get more tech jobs from there, basically.
1: Then all of a sudden you get a call, and uh, all of a sudden yeah. now you're pouring beer every day, right? Yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> yep. Uh, Sean saved me from the uh, from the desk job
1: drudgery. <laughs> so getting to Atlanta, I mean, you're just getting here barely a month in as yeah, we record yeah. this episode. Um, have you been drinking any Atlanta beer? What have you been having, other than your own stuff, obviously? Um,
2: I haven't had a lot of time to taste around, but I, I have been going around. I, I visited um, of course Georgia a few times uh, yeah. before just to visit some family uh, and uh, I visited Sean because he's been here you know long longer than I have mm-hmm. um, so I had been to
1: um, Orpheus um just, just Shout out to Jason Pellet and that yeah, crew. Yeah, I, I, Did you get the meeting of the guys over there or you just kind of just hung out? No, nah, I just okay. hung out,
2: you know, um, on like a day that I kind of had to to myself before I, you know, went back um on my on my plane. Take some beers home. Uh exactly. Yeah. Nice. I, I had just been there when they had released um
1: what was it? It was their uh Age Stout. Minotaur No. No, it was a stout. Uh oh I know. Was it um Fairman. Ben and Hope or Ferryman one of those?
2: Uh, nah, I, I
1: don't remember. A second, I guess
2: you know, it'd been long enough ago where uh, they still had uh, the ticket system. Uh, oh, okay, we, just, uh, we got rid of thankfully. Uh,
1: man, what was that? But
2: yeah, anyway, uh, they had, had like a Cerberus on the bottle.
1: Oh man, you know what? I know, I know they have a Banner on Hope. I know they have like um, at least three or four of those really big mm-hmm. barrel aged stocks. But anyway, you mentioned the ticket system. So getting here to the taste room, here you had your first week last week. Mm-hmm. How are people kind of reacting to it With you guys be one on the breweries that opened since the new laws? Like, you've never dealt with tickets here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
2: It was just because of, you know, we've we opened it at a, a pretty
1: opportune time here. We didn't have to deal with that
2: whole ticket system. And I've, I've only encountered one person uh, who kind of came up asking if they needed to buy a ticket or a tour or anything like that. Uh, everybody else has, uh, you know, been perfectly fine, just adapting to, okay, I can use cash now. Well, really, card. I can do a card only. Um Just, you know, so we don't have to keep any cash on hand, you know, for uh, the safety of our uh, beer tenders here. One of the reasons
3: why we wanted to bring Ernest up was because he never had to experience the ticket law. The first time I came up to Atlanta, I went to Monday night, went up to the bar, asked for a beer, and they asked me, where's my glass? which I thought it was super weird that you had to bring your own glass to a brewery. So, <laughs>
1: then it had to explain to you what, yeah.
3: yeah. Um, so, I mean, that was one of the reasons why I thought it would be great for him to, to be here. Um, 12th labor. Yeah. 12th labor. Yeah. yeah. I That's a badass beer. Yeah. yeah. Good a little brand. coffee style. <laughs> yeah. yeah it
1: looks good. It fits their branding and their imagery. Yeah. They're
2: really uh, huge fans. And I am personally, uh, in, uh, of those really thick stouts. You know? Nice.
1: Well, yeah, you got Cycle down there exactly. and all those things we drink it. Angry Chair.
2: And, and, Cigar City makes right. them, makes them as well. Uh, and. Uh, hidden Springs is one that's uh, kind of coming up right now. They're doing some of those thick stouts.
1: They're not getting enough talk. I mean, they're yeah. really good breweries. <laughs> hidden those are cool Springs stuff is, right.
2: is very much hidden. You know, uh, it's underrated right now. But the uh, one you, you brought up for me, um, uh, Fluffer Yeah, they're, they're Black Aggie. They have a series of yeah, Black Aggie beers, and nice. uh, they had a Fluffer Nutter one. Uh, that was that was killer. Um, no, the rest of them in that series, even the moment, Black Aggie, they're all awesome. Uh, they're about to release a. Uh, a donut stout. Uh, it's a collaboration with Krispy Kreme and Arcane Works. Interesting. Yeah, okay.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so right, I'm hoping that one of my friends can, beer uh, game? can me, give me a bottle of that one across uh, yeah. my fingers here. Got to get you, you <laughs> mad sending some cool stuff down. So uh, if you were to send them something down, what would you trade for that beer? Uh, let's see. Um,
2: you know, we have, uh, I guess what I've been trying recently is all of the um, uh, hazy IPAs that we've had around.
1: You know, nice. I've, uh,
2: I've tried a few of those. Um, I haven't picked up any bottles, I guess. Uh, um, lately, it's just been it's just been cans and some like uh, you know tall cans. Uh, the uh, you know Juicy Juice and Southern Juicy Juice. Yeah, so out of those uh, guys. Yeah, the um, what is it? Uh, space lettuce and mm-hmm. uh, uh, Dust Bunny. You know, yeah,
3: it's Monday like night some they're doing those. it. Yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly.
3: Archipelago's coming out. Archipelago or whatever is coming out soon from. I, right, know? yeah, and, I, uh, I just had
1: that beer yesterday. Actually, it's really good.
2: And uh, we picked up—you uh, picked up a growler from uh, Variant. Uh, oh, was Cashmere, that? The ca- cashmere. Uh, so another awesome good. one. So I guess uh, I probably uh, grab a growler uh, of something to send back. To send us now. some hops.
3: You, me, some you some mean some. maybe our our. our First New England style IPA that's fermenting right now. <laughs> yeah, for
2: that too. I mean, there's, there's some of your own stuff, yeah. man. I, you know, so I, I, those got. Yeah. That's what I did bring down when I, uh, you know, I went back to Tampa for Christmas, and so nice. you know, I brought back a few six packs of, uh, you know, some pontoon beer, and uh, you know, we we bottled in seven fifties our uh, our strong ale, our um, uh, imperial stout, our Russian imperial, and uh, we just bottled the uh, shandy, uh, the surf candy shandy.
1: Big ups! Big ups! Uh, so. Tell people real quick where they can find the tasting room, what are your hours, how they kind of come check you out yeah. here at Pontoon Brewing.
2: Yeah, so we're pretty north up into uh, into Sandy Springs, um, uh, just south of Roswell. Uh, and uh, uh, right now, we're closed on Monday and Tuesday. I guess that's uh, pretty uh, run of the mill for a lot of the breweries around here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, we open at 4 p.m. On uh, Wednesday and Thursday, we close at 10 And on Friday, we close at 11. Uh, We're having an event tonight, so uh, we might be open later.
1: Probably. Yeah, Yeah. a little silent disco going on. So, I mean, obviously, this will run after that. But, you know, it's going to be a real cool event. They'll probably bring that (laughs) back. So, um, while we're here, what are the challenges of running a tasting Room in Georgia? I mean, with the law change, because people have been kind of used to being able to get, you know, hammered or, (laughs) you know what I'm saying, for 10, 12 bucks now that have to come in and buy a plane or buy a flight right how are you guys kind of dealing with that in the, in the state i know you guys just recently opened so right yeah I mean, just so recently i'm you know. still getting you know
2: acclimated with the job here there's a lot of things that uh you know just kind of getting thrown at me at all angles we'll but i've been told and i think i am doing a pretty decent job you know just making sure that this place is you know um looking great you know as soon as we open you know gotta you know clean everything and um uh, you know, just make sure that you know everything's all set. You know, chairs are down, everything's swept up. You know, bathrooms are clean, and everything's all you know in its in its place. And there's nothing you know just kind of out of place sitting out everywhere. Um, but uh, you know, besides that, you know, just getting some events lined up um, is, uh, is another big thing. You know, I've, I've been you know making uh, calls and emails out to uh, food trucks. Uh, Entertainment. Thankfully, we've had a lot of people reach out to us as well for that. You know, Uh, I've got (laughs) more than a couple emails. I need to catch up right now uh, from some uh, entertainers, you know, offering to come through. And you know, I want to set some uh, some you know fun events here as well. Like uh, I've I've got like um, I got like a sort of like a pamphlet sent from I think it's called Beers or Geeks Who Drink Beer. Uh, mm-hmm. That sounds like something fun. The trivia, like you, yeah, yeah, the give, trivia yeah. yeah, Oh, yeah. So we want to do like a trivia thing, you know. There's a lot of fun ideas that I've seen pulled off in uh, breweries in the uh, in a Tampa Bay area that I want to start doing over here,
1: you know. I mean, like, like trivia night. It's interesting because I know like Monday Night Friends they had a um, MMA night, yeah, there recently. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. And, yeah. Um, it's all we, about we
2: were bringing for somebody, yeah, for like a Brujitsu or something like yeah, that. Yeah. Right.
3: Oh, so one of the one of the um, assistant brewers here. Uh, he's one of the trainers over at knuckle up fitness nice. and uh myself uh sean and uh the other majority partner marcus uh, we wrestled uh that's how we met each other in college at uh at university of florida and so we i've been wrestling for a long time and we talked about pushing out some of these chairs and tables rolling up some mats and doing brew jitsu here which is like an introduction jiu-jitsu class that's partnered with beer at the end because right. surprisingly enough beer and fitness goes hand in hand right <laughs> well I mean I guess you get your <laughs>
1: ass kicked for a couple hours you know you yeah. you kind of want a beer right yeah. Natalie so you know absolutely
2: maybe um, some other stuff like uh Karaoke night—that that might be a little cheesy, but you know,
1: I do. Hey, man, you got to get people in here because I mean, it's a different draw. You open more hours, and I mean, you need the taste room to make money in order to (laughs) do
2: uh,
1: some of the other things that you want to do. I'm a. Geek as well. I was gonna
2: say a bit of a geek, but that's not true. <laughs> uh, but I love video games. It's you know exactly. That's how we met. It. We're <laughs> yes. both geeks. Yeah. Uh, so we have, we have an arcade machine right behind me, as you can see. Yeah, it's <laughs> like nice. A, it's got like a, you know, a bunch of emulators on there, you can run a bunch of uh, you know different kinds of games from a bunch of different kind of consoles. Yeah, we we went to set up some consoles on that TV uh, to my right. Uh, you know get some maybe some video games smash brothers here, you know. melee yeah nice. or, you know, street fighter or something like that you know we got that <laughs> there's that new dragon ball z fighting game coming out uh you know uh, viewings for you know movies tv shows that kind of stuff nice you know i've got a a few things on my plate there you know some ideas to work with game nights we've got a bunch of board games up front as well and it's kind of get like a board game night going yeah, there's, a, there's a lot of fun to be happy here, and we have a lot of
1: room for activities. <laughs> hey, man, I mean, the bottom line with it all is figure out ways to get people in. Once you get them in, you try your beer, and then from there you build know <laughs> the customers. I mean, that's yeah. just what it is. Right, and people are finally getting uh, the idea that we're open. You know, we
2: were fighting that for a while, too. Uh, getting signage up front was something that we've been uh, working on for a while. <laughs> yeah,
1: because it's like, it's, I mean, it's kind of an industrial park. Like, if you didn't know it was here... You almost would kind of pass it, that's a, that's a dollar fine there. But, you know, we're going to get back on that later. Um, it is fascinating to see this place grow. Real quick, tell us the size of the tasting room, how big it is, and uh, how many so this, taps, by uh, the this way. This is
2: 5,400 square foot. Uh, we have eight taps up front, and we have uh, this back bar uh, with four taps back here. Including a nitro tap. Yeah. Yeah, uh, we just uh, tapped the um, our mild English mild, nice uh, sweet mild of mine, and <laughs> yeah, the first beer that we uh, brewed here. Uh, and uh, yeah, we got that one on nitro. <laughs> we have a lot of
1: people asking for the one that's like Guinness. <laughs> you know, there you go. And guys, tell you what, man, this brewery just getting started here as far as building their tasting room out, really growing it. And when we come back on the next side, after we talk about our good friends at Amazon.com, we're going to talk to Sean O'Keefe, who's got this place going, one of the owners. Ernest, thank you. We'll see you back in a couple segments. Don't go too far away, because we got some fun with you. Alright, guys, stick and stay. Here it is. CSPN will be right back. Yeah, that guy Ernest, man, he is a trip, man, I really, I like talking to him a lot, because he has a passion for this industry, and most importantly, wanting to support the brand that he represents, and I mean, hey, look, when you're willing to move to support a friend of yours, a guy who, you know, you've come up with, I mean, they've known each other since the eighth grade, right, so seeing what they're able to do, and seeing how they support each other, I think is big for that brewery, for that tasting room, and the future that they are going to be able to have and sustain and build together. So really big ups to Ernest. And, I mean, Sean couldn't help it, man. He had to get in there a little bit and, you know, kind of chime in and, you know, support his boy. And I'll tell you another place that you can support here on beer it is you know when you think about it right you know you're going to have some beer right and you know why not have it with some meals with a meal i'll tell you what sometimes you know it's we're working hard you don't really feel like cooking man so why not support the good folks at blue apron and they are brewing some really cool stuff fresh ingredients incredible recipes delivered to your door skip the grocery store you ain't got to go grocery shopping and all that And make incredible meals at home with Blue Apron. Always ship free right to your door. And listeners of Beer It Is on the CSPN Network can get $30 off your first Blue Apron order. To place your order with $30 off. And to help keep the podcast for free, go to the network website at CSPN.us. That's CSPN.us. And click on the Keep Our Podcast Free link. At the top of the page, from there, scroll on down to the Blue Apron link and sign up for your first order. Blue Apron from CSVN.us. Do it today. Do it, do it, and get into it and support those guys. And from there, now we're going to talk to a man, Sean O'Keefe. Really looking forward to getting in to side his brain a little bit, right? Hear what he has to say, learn more from him, and here comes Sean. All right, boys and girls, once again, this is New Bias Woolborn back here on Beer It Is, on the CSB Network. Once again, I want to thank the fine folks at Amazon.com for helping keep our podcast free. You know what to do. Click the links. We already told you about it, but we'll tell you about it again. But for now, we are back at Pontoon Brewing in Sandy Springs G8. With my man Sean Keith, We just had the homie Ernest on. I mean, he's still around. He ain't really go too far because he's <laughs> sipping beer talking his what you know what you know what I'm saying he's, he's he's a neck beard but he also got the locks so <laughs> it's like a whole different vibe but earnest but now we're gonna go to the baby face Sa- we well, got a little bit he got a little bit of peach <laughs> fuzz he got a little bit you know what I'm saying not quite a brewer's beard but nonetheless you know very charming young man Sean O'Keefe Sean how are you doing man
3: good man yeah it's a sore subject I uh, I had a beard going since uh July when we went over to China and on New Year's I shaved it off and I actually walked out, uh, walked into the brewery and Ernest saw me and was the first one, he, I was asking him a question about the brewery and he's like, we're not talking anymore until you tell me what just happened to your face. Um, so I did, I did cut the beard, uh, a little bit for my wife, a little bit for me. Um, mostly for my
1: wife. Uh. Yeah, well, you know. I mean, you know, uh, there's a lot of ways I can go with that, but we're gonna yeah. keep it. You know, we're gonna keep it family friendly for now, unless you're trying to make a family. You know, uh. that's a whole other conversation there, right? Yeah, exactly. But anyway, so let's get into you know the beer. What's going on here? Absolutely. So, actually, let's get into your story a little bit, man. Yeah. All right. So you're working in sports. Tell me how the hell you got from there to beer. First of all, tell me what you were doing in sports, and then how that kind of translates. So
3: I was in financial uh, analysis in uh, in sports. Um, I had a finance and, statist- uh, finance and statistics uh, double major at Florida. Um, I uh, really geek out over Excel sheets and whatnot. I actually started in beer before I started in sports, though. Um, I during summers, I w- when I was in college, I worked at a brewery called. Uh, Carolina Blonde up in um, Mooresville, North Carolina. uh, Nice. Foot Hills Brewing Mm -hmm. recently acquired them. Um, And so I was up there talking about baby faced. uh, Up there, 19, 20 years old cleaning kegs. Nice. uh, Cleaning kegs. That's how you get in. That's how you get in. Um, They helped me build my first uh, uh, home brew set um, with a, um, a 10 gallon uh, wow. Gatorade cooler with false bottom on it. <laughs> nice. Uh, still have that same system. Um, so that, is, that,
1: is that when you started brewing? You started brewing on that or were you brewing on the stove? What were so you doing?
3: I brewed uh, embarrassing, but my stepdad got a uh, Mr. Beer kit. Uh, hey,
1: man, you know what? Let me tell you something. I, I've talked to brewers... From every background. And you'd be amazed at how many started with Mr. Beer kit. Mr. Beer, man. Especially of a certain age, a certain background. Yeah, Yeah, you'd be amazed.
3: Well, it was funny, too, because he had such a Oh, extract everything. Oh, extract. (laughs) And it just... It's a plastic... Right. It's a thin plastic uh, container that lets sunlight through and just oxidizes the hell out of beer. So... Right. um, He had a bad experience with it, so he gave it to me. Uh, (laughs) So I got handed down to Mr. Beer kit. Tried that once... Beer did not turn out the way I did an amber. Of course, that's like everyone. It's like either a nitro style or dry, you know, dry, like nitro, or not nitro, dry, Irish style, mm-hmm. Irish stout, or like an amber. Um, so, of course, cliche as hell, I, I did an amber as well. Of um, course,
1: because why wouldn't you? Right, <laughs> right. exactly.
3: Um, but yeah, so Especially I. Especially
1: on those systems. I mean, yes. you're not really using grays I mean, so it's Correct.
3: Like, <laughs> it's hard to pick, it's hard to like branch out and do actual styles on them. Um, so I did that for a little bit, and that's when the guys over at, uh, at uh, Carolina Blonde helped me um, kind of re- realize what all grain was, what, what that was all about. Nice. Um, I didn't do a lot of brewing through college. I did a lot of drinking during college. <laughs> um, Artists was telling you, Gainesville's a pretty fun place. Yeah. Uh, I pretty much lived at Ball's Bookstore, uh, which was my favorite bar in Gainesville, and uh, they're not known for craft beer. Uh, they're, right. they're, they're known for their... Dollar double uh, vodka that you could probably burn a hole through a, a metal container Ooh,
1: with. Bless your heart for drinking yeah. that stuff, man. <laughs>
3: um, but so I mean, I did a little bit here and there, um, but it wasn't until we um, until I got into sports and I had a little bit more free time uh, to just to be able to to brew on weekends and whatnot. Um, so that's kind of how I started. Went into sports. Uh, that's what my passion was. Mm. Um, I really wanted to be that guy that. Yelled out random statistics, or or gave like a list of random statistics to uh, announcers on sports radios or on TV. Nice. Um, and uh, what's got, that
1: guy like? Yeah, right? Yeah, it's
3: that guy. I mean, that's, that's, that's totally all. reality. I mean, so <laughs> you made his living, so why not, right? Yeah. So it was it was uh you know that's that's what I wanted to do. I got into um I was at uh, Charlotte Bobcats up in up, up in uh, North Carolina, mm-hmm. uh, and then I went over to Bridgestone Arena in Nashville, nice. Tennessee. Love that place really where crappier really started taking off for me um they got yazoo there they have uh jackalope um they had blackstone more recently they have bearded iris
1: bearded um, iris is taking the game is, to another level right is, now
3: i would equate it to scofflaw of nashville mm. in terms of all ipas and every once in a while they'll throw out a stout right um really smart move uh and really just great great ipas um, I have a mule that currently brings me IPAs, every, or stuff from uh, Bearded Iris, so pretty, nice. pretty excited about it. Shout out, got out, have yeah. a good hey man, nothing <laughs> wrong with that, man. Yeah, I got that new milkshake, uh, blueberry milkshake IPA that they're putting out this Friday. Oh, man. Uh, today, actually. Uh, got I'm buddy. really
1: curious about that beer, so I'm going to have to come back over here. And, yeah. Uh, I, I think I, my I gotta, buddy's going to pick me up some, so. Yeah. I, I got some treehouse who I can Ooh, there we go. I'll,
3: I'll, we'll that. do some trading on that. Yeah, here
1: we go. All <laughs> right, so anyway, back to it, I mean, because, you know, we can get into this all day, all Absolutely. night. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, what were some of the first craft beers you were drinking, man?
3: Um, but I, I mean, so unlike Ernest, uh, uh, we didn't live in Germany, but we, uh, my, I have an uncle that lived there. And so uh, at 16 or 15, I can't remember now, uh, I had my first Dunkel over there. Nice. And uh, thought it was amazing.
1: A Dunkel. <laughs> and,
3: uh, you know, just a nice, crushable, multi beer. I think mm. that's what started my multi kick. I'm that type of guy that can drink a Russian Imperial Stout. Uh, at 52 degrees temperature at 100 degrees outside. Yeah, I'm the
1: same way. I, I, can, drink, I can drink a Riz any day, yep. any time, exactly. Anywhere, There's any not place. There's not a
3: specific beer that I need for the hot weather, but, uh, but so, I mean, I, I had that, and then I came back to the United States and was forced to do the Natty Game in college and just kind of really despised how crappy beer can be. Mm. Um, and so uh, my, my first, like, real American craft beer that I had that I was just blown away by um, was a, uh, a New Belgium. Uh, I had a New Belgium. I think it was a Belgian Wit, uh, and I just thought it was the most amazing thing ever. Uh, started venturing into um, different stouts uh, and then um, that I mean it just it was it was all downhill from there or uphill nice. from there however you want to look at it downhill from my pocket uphill <laughs> for you know the the quality of beers um, so I mean that I was I was pretty fortunate to have uh, some good beer experiences uh, and working over at Carolina Blonde I got to try some of their beers nice. it's pretty good um, it also helped me to despise USO five American ale yeast. Um, we, <laughs> we 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 uh, we we do not use as much of that here. I like to have different yeast strands. It definitely adds to flavor profiles. Um, so
1: all right, you mentioned you know just growing up where you did and kind of moving around that whole thing. So then from there, as the ballot as the palate refines, what? did you kind of find yourself gravitating towards like brewery wise and then you know style wise
0: yeah
3: so i really uh, my uh, styles that i really just gravitate towards are uh stouts porters browns scotch ales and then randomly saison see like,
1: like you're like my kindred spirit here because like those are <laughs> seriously like, like you asked me like i got into beer you know based on newcastle brown now oh yeah and then living in atlanta There was Dogwood Brewing, which is a little bit before your time, but not too much before. And then, of course, um, Red Brick, they brewed a brown ale. And then Sweetwater had Georgia Brown. Georgia Brown. And those were the beers that I started with because I loved the brown ale. And then from there, I got into Stouts, porters, so on and so forth. Anyway, yeah. Correct.
3: Malt is is oftentimes appreciate especially right. in the, the hop environment that we live in, where everything is just everything's got to be. It's got to yeah. be hoppy this, hoppy that. Which don't get me wrong, I and love haze hocks. this, haze that. Haze yeah, this, I get haze it. That. Yeah. So like, I get it, and I really appreciate those styles too. But I just, I love a good multi beer. You'll see at pontoon. We have a lot of multi styles. Um, almost all of our casks are malt based because I just feel that they go well with right. some dessert, some pastry styles, mm-hmm. some some browns. We uh, we put out a Samoa nut cookie uh, nut brown ale in a cask, which was by far our most popular beer that we had in the tap room. Uh, we also did a uh, you know old fashioned, which is also a multi based style um, with our um, Freedom Bird American strong ale. So nice. uh, we like malt, but don't get me wrong, I, I like uh, I'm a I'm a West Coast IPA guy too. Uh, which I find increasingly
1: uh, it took diminishing
3: a, now. Uh, it took me a
1: long time to get into IPAs because I was such a strong ale, brown ale yep. style or quad kind of guy. Quad like quad. that was that was me. But I I, did, I never really liked triples. I didn't really get in. I got into doubles a little bit, but it was quads. I just love those big. Like I said, those malty. big
3: malt bombs. Yeah,
1: yeah. that's what I love. But IPAs are slow for me. But it's always the West Coast. I like that piney style, but they have kind of. Like you said, they've kind of fallen off a bit. I mean, they're not really people. You know, even West Coast breweries aren't brewing West Coast IPAs. Correct.
3: It's all about the juice bombs right now, which I can appreciate. Yeah, I, I, I mean, do they're good. It. and we're yeah. gonna we're actually gonna do a um, um, kind of a tribute to uh, Stone's Ghost Hammer. You know, obviously a lot different, um, but you know, kind of the New England style, but with the um, kind of the chewy, piney. Um, Notes to it, so it's it's still that light, easy to drink, but it's also got that fluffy body, and mm-hmm. it's really going to be a you know kind of that Simcoe bomb. I love Simcoe hops; they're they're delicious. They're chewy. Chewy is the best description for a Simcoe hop, in my right. opinion. Um, there's got some good pine backbones to it, so. Yeah, um, but I, I mean, we're we're I mean, pontoon's all about approachability. So I, we realize that it's I'm not making brew beer for myself anymore. If I want to do that, I could use our pilot system. <laughs> um, but you know, we're all about approachability and making things. So while we have some good malt um, beers, we're coming out with a lot of new IPAs. In fact, we got four new IPAs um, either fermenting right now or brewing this week.
1: Nice. Uh, yeah, and so that's got to be interesting, man. Uh, you mentioned. Pilot system. Tell me about your brew house, man.
3: Yeah, so we got a, a ten barrel, four vessel system, um, completely one hundred percent modified to our. Um, so we actually we custom build or custom engineered the entire brew house. Nice. So between myself and really the brewmaster Cole Brown, he um, he's a genius when it comes to um, de- designing systems. And so our system can do any style beer you can think of. Mm. Multiple decoctions, uh, multiple infusions. Uh, we have a separate tank for sour kettleing. Um,
1: That's big, yeah. Yeah,
3: we've got. I mean, just a lot. Keep of... Keep the infections
1: down and all that stuff. Yeah. Correct,
3: correct. And uh, our first uh, brew efficiency was around ninety six percent. This next one, or the uh, the last two, have been in the high nineties, low eight or uh, low nineties, high eighties. Nice. So we're able to really get a lot more out of our grain, out of our hop. Our hop utilization's great. So uh, we got that as our main brew house. Uh, six 30 barrel fermenter, so we're actually able to put out quite a bit of beer at one time right uh, and then we have a, currently we have a 15 gallon pilot system we just placed an order today for a two and a half barrel pilot system okay um it's actually a cip cart that we had our manufacturing company that uh, one of our investors owns um, be able to turn that cip the clean and place cart into this uh You know, into a a two-barrel brew house. Nice. um, And and two-and-a-half-barrel brew house. So uh, we're going to be making a lot of small batch beers in-house. Eventually, I'd like to get some serving tanks um, behind the bar. Uh, do beer fresh out of the bright. I mean, then you can't. Yeah. So all our tours uh, in the future, our tours uh, will end with uh, pour out of our bright tank.
1: I like it. my goal is we always want to have a bright tank. So, me, so real quick, so you mentioned tours. I yep. know, like, technically... You don't have to do tours, but how does that work now here? What are you guys gonna do with that?
3: Absolutely. <laughs> um, I still love tours. I, I think people really wanna see how the beer is made. Mm-hmm. They wanna, I mean, they, you, we get it all the time when people come in here, and I don't think it's a education thing where people want tours where they pay for tickets. They wanna still see the actual tour. Right. And so here at Pontoon Brewing, we wanna make sure that we give those tours to people and make sure that they get a full experience right. inside the brewery. Um, and so we're actually throwing around, I saw Monday night was doing it. I thought it was a brilliant idea of throwback Thursdays of offering a ticket option. If people really want to do the ticket system, Mm -hmm. you know, give the people what they want. Um, and so, you know, tours now, I really want it to be a true tour. If you go to cigar city, It's not the old tours where it's kind of like you're forced to do a tour. People sign up in advance for tours. You give them in a special experience, and so that's why we want to, you know, it's hard to differentiate from tours. Everyone that says that they have a a unique tour, it's really not that unique. You're talking about the history of the brewery, talk about how beer's made, Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, we want to add that added effect that I got from Cigar City, which was you taste beer right out of the bright, which is so cool. Yeah. And so, you know, I want to offer that to
1: people. And I think that's a pretty cool thing. And I'll tell you another place you can get pretty cool things. Here on Beard It Is on the CSPN Network. My name is Tobias Wilburne here at Ponto Brewing. When we come back after we tell you about some of these new shows that are coming up on the network, shout-out to Gridiron Girls, shout-out to um, some of the other sports shows on here. So we're going to show them some love. When we come back, we're going to now talk about this brewery where it goes and we're gonna have a little bit of fun stick and stay we'll be right back boys and girls, welcome back to Beard Is. Once again, my name is Nubias Wilborn. Shout out to some of the other shows on CSPN, particularly Gridiron Girls, and shout out to Know The Score podcast. Gridiron Girls do a really good job, Gridiron Gals, just gives you a really good job of talking football, breaking it all the way down like it's supposed to be broke. And then my folks at Know The Score, I mean, I'm on there. I probably should be on there more, but really shout out to Dwayne and Jesse, and all those guys over there are doing a really fine job of making that show be something special. So please go check them out on the network each and every week. Also, while you're at that, go check out our fine friends at Busted Tees. This episode of the show is about Busted Tees. You can get all the funny, interesting, cool t-shirts that are sure to get your friends' attention. Busted Tees puts many of their popular t-shirt designs on sale each and every week. Choose some eye catching t shirts sponsored by pop culture, cleverly themed t shirts sponsored by movies, video games, TV shows, geek culture, and don't forget about wrestling. It's definitely wrestling. Shout out to our folks that do this wrestling podcast on here as well. Keep our podcast free. Order from Busted Tees by going to cspn.us. That's cspn.us and clicking on Keep Our Podcast Free link. Click on the Busted Tees banner, then shop for awesome t shirts. Busted Tees to CSPN CSPNUS. Do it today. And I guess we need to get a t-shirt. Classic. Yo, man, I know you hear me because I know you got to produce and editors. We need to get a t-shirt for the show. I'm telling you, place where I'm going to get a t-shirt for them is Pontoon Brewing. You know what I'm saying, my man here, Sean O'Keefe. He's got on this nice little Columbia Performance Gear shirt. So we gotta get me a T-shirt. I'm looking at up there. They got some nice ones, so I gotta have one as as I'm in here now. I'm rocking a T-shirt from a brewery. Shout out to those folks. So you know how we do it, man. So Sean, what's up, brother?
3: We got you covered T-shirt wise. We uh, yeah, we we got we got a lot of swag here. That uh, you know we got the bright colors and we got the. Um, you know, you'll little, little pop from, from a mile away. And, and of course, right now, uh, all, all over the rage of, of ATL beer on Reddit, uh, people are talking about the Otter that we had here on Sunday. Nice. You know, it, it seems to, to surface everywhere. So we got the Otter rocket on all and most of our gear as well.
1: So. All right, so now you just brought me into two questions. We'll start with Pontoon Brewing. How did that name come about and has it kind of existed as it stands?
3: Yeah, absolutely. So the name Pontoon Brewing really stemmed from, so the um, you know, all, all of us, the, the founders, we had a, uh, one of the founders had a pontoon boat, and it nice. was the ugliest just, <laughs> just dump of a pontoon boat. I mean, it is, it is raggedy in of all the pontoon boats, and, uh, you know, but it, no one really cared. Because it's a pontoon boat. It's a moving party platform. Right. And so, you know, the idea of That's a pontoon That's our
1: dump, damn it. Correct.
3: <laughs> it is our dump. And, and that was kind of the idea behind it was no one ever gets a pontoon boat right. to show off or to go fast. It's no. Just, it's just there. It's a moving party platform that gets you from A to drunk, you know. There you um, go. And uh, so, I mean, that's really how that established, that came from it. I mean, we uh, the partners all came from Florida, so nice. you know we are from that kind of the lake, ocean, river area. Mm-hmm. That's one of the reasons why we're next to the Chattahoochee. We are actually the closest brewery to the Chattahoochee in the state of Georgia. Nice. Uh, we are we are point two miles away from one of the shoot locations. Uh, in spring, we'll be doing tours. Where we uh, people will pick up a beer from the um, you know whether it's a six pack up to a case with the new laws um, they'll get on the trolley the trolley will drop them off at Shoot the Hooch where we partner with Shoot the Hooch and have a ticket they'll right. pick up their floaty they'll float the hooch and then we've got a trolley picking up 45 minute runs bringing them back to the brewery so they can have nice. more beers. So
1: you mentioned being closer to Chattahoochee. you know Sweetwater obviously they branded themselves pretty heavily on the hooch and all that stuff, um, but from there. Water. What are you doing with your water? With our water in the brewery? Yes. So we're actually one of the
3: fortunate cities in Georgia, or not in Georgia, but in the United States. Um, Our water comes out at 7.2 pH, so for all the beer nerds out there, um, it's a little above the baseline acidity level. Uh, meaning we don't have to add a lot of gypsum or a lot of calcium carbonate um um all the different uh water finding materials however we do throw in some acid malt uh we do throw in some gypsum to achieve the right water levels for the particular beer styles Mm. so for the water itself we do have a triple filter um uh, at the brewery which is really nice Um, so we do filter all the water but as far as the minerals to it we're very fortunate i think Atlanta has city of Atlanta has the ninth ranked water in the United States. That's big. Uh, fourth most expensive. <laughs> I, um, but, Aha! Yeah, yeah. It's uh, I saw that bill the other day. Um, but you know, it's 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 really good because we don't have to mess a lot with the beer in order to achieve what we want from it right
1: and that's big i mean because you know as we all know water is 90 percent of beer mm-hmm. and particularly as you're stepping up from that homebrew status to now commercial brewing the water's got to be right man I- correct
3: and and our luckily our brewmaster is uh, very meticulous when it comes to i mean he measures the ph levels for everything that you could possibly imagine to make sure that we're hitting the right uh, levels of acidity in our beers um, and that's why, one of the reasons why our efficiencies are really high right now is, I mean, like I said, he's just extremely meticulous. So, um, we, you know, like I said, we don't have to do a ton with the water, which is really nice. Um, you know, up north, they have to treat right. the hell out of their water. Right.
1: It's carbon, N R O. And that, yeah. I mean, that could be a lot of money.
3: Absolutely. And water, like having bad water, can lead to a lot of off flavors in beer. Right. Um, or just non-desirable effects of beer, not necessarily an off flavor. Well,
1: I'll tell you what, and speaking of the flavor, we got a couple beers in front of me. I've already had a couple, but these are the ones we're going to discuss now. We're going to start with this beautiful Pecan Brown. Tell me about this beer, the name of it, how you came about the style on this beer.
2: Yeah, yeah. Pecan by the Midnight Slippers. Uh, yeah. something that we might abandon. Just yeah, midnight, the, the so. name
3: the name is a little confusing. It's Midnight Sliver Pecan Pie Nut Brown Ale. It's a mouthful. Uh, <laughs> that should be our tagline for the beer. Um, but uh, it's uh, it's it's actually uh, Marcus, the, uh, the the other partner in my, uh, we call it a unicorn beer. Nice. Uh, as in we brewed it one time, and the first time we brewed it we said this is going to be one of our staple beers. This is going to be one of our beers that puts us on the map. Uh, We've effectively replaced a lot of Georgia Brown with this beer. Mm. Um, Actually, Georgia Brown is, I've heard, phasing out. So we plan on pushing for brown to be more year-round, whether we call it a pecan pine nut brown ale or however we brand it. I would like to have this nut brown. Um, more Out there more often, I think people really enjoy it. So
1: why, why browns? I mean, because, you know, it, it's been a style that people, like you said, I mean, we mentioned Sweetwater's going away from it. There's a brewery, Red Hair, that had Watership Brown. They they phased that out, which, mm. personally, I think that was the best beer they ever brewed. But, you know, <laughs> anyway, we're, gonna, we're, we're not yeah. even going to go there. We're going to move along. Um, you know, Ridbrick, they had a brown, and they've kind of phased it. Eight Town Brown, yep. and they phased it out. So why are you guys going to it when a lot of places are kind of getting rid of it?
3: I mean, I think a lot of it is the fact that, despite the fact that people are going away from it, that still means that there's still a group that, like you and me, right. that like multi beers. Um, we get we sell a lot of it out of the tap room, um, and it it's it's a nice beer that has some nice roastiness to it. It's, you know, that in-between beer where you don't want a Russian Imperial Stout or or a sweet stout or milk stout. And you still want that roastiness, but you want it to be a little bit lighter, a little bit more approachable. A brown is, is where you're at. That's your wheelhouse, if that's the case. And I don't Great. think a lot of people know that. Mm. Um, I, I browns just have a bad connotation. I don't get it.
0: But yeah.
1: uh, I don't even know if it's a bad connotation or just a, not a connotation because people correct. just aren't, People just don't know. It's not Correct. Popular. They Correct. don't know. It's just not. I mean, but you know, hey, once a long ago, when IPAs were popular. Now, sours have become a thing. So, I think it can always change.
3: Correct. And that's and that's the idea is we want to be able to have a beer that is like that. For example, um, I got a lot of criticism when I first moved to Georgia that I love black IPAs. Mm-hmm. I love black IPAs. Every single person told me it won't sell in Georgia. And I've seen six black IPAs hit the market with well-renowned breweries. Um, and it's just – its you know, beer game is cyclical. You know, New England-style IPAs right now, West Coast could be right behind it. And if you're behind the game, you're constantly chasing after the pulse and, like, trying to figure out what's next instead of just making beer and just putting out what people want – that way, you could always go back to your brown if you had one. Mm. You know, people go, you know, say that they get rid of their, you know, uh, Georgia brown or or you know, a town, uh, you know, a town brown. Like, there's no reason to get rid of it. You Just phase it out for a little bit. Yeah. You know, kind of give the perception of, you know, it, you want people, you want to have people wanting more.
1: Yeah.
2: Um So I've seen
1: highlight up here. Yeah. I haven't seen Maduro just. Oh, I've seen yet. a
3: ton, ton yeah. of Maduro.
1: Gear. Yeah, people, people are buying it. I mean, like, like I said, cigar still, doing it. Yep. And so from there, speaking of that, we just talked about IPAs and I'm gonna get into your IPA. Tell me about this beer, man. So, and I like this one by the way. Really pretty when you hold up to the light, man, you can see right through. Correct. And you guys aren't centrifuging, right?
3: Yeah, we are not centrifuging the beer. That's just conditioning. Um, you know, we uh we I we, we said before, I uh, love these West Coast style IPAs. I really I think it's more of a West Coast style IPA, although the fact that we use uh, Galaxy and Citra Hops in it, which mm-hmm. creates some, like, juicy flavors into it. Mis- it gives
1: me a little bit of piney, just enough piney. Absolutely, I like it, Absolutely, yeah.
3: absolutely. And the Galaxy Hops from this crop year have a little bit more pine to them than they did previously. Nice. However, I like that. So um, that is our first, like, true blue IPA. I mean, we had our Southern Skipper, which we will be bringing back at some point, um, It's which is a white IPA which is also known as a hazy IPA now. Okay. Uh, Funny how
1: it all changes, it man. It all
3: changes. But uh, Galaxy, um, you know, we, we first launched that in, uh, I believe, October of 2016. Um, you know, hit its one-year anniversary a little bit back. Uh, we're about to do the double dry-hopped double Galaxy with lactose in it called Milky Way, which nice. we well, brew in tomorrow. whole milkshake IPA, which is yeah. interesting how
1: like that's become a style
3: now. Yep. Yep. Um, so uh, I love Galaxy. Galaxy drifters a it's a fun beer. Um, it's definitely not this juice bomb like all these New England style IPAs. It's still got the, the West Coast roots to it. Um, it's got some pine to it. It's clean. It's crisp. It's super easy to drink. And this is drink. what, a
1: 6.5 ABV beer? Yep, 6.63 ABV.
3: Right. Um, it's... Like I said, it's it's enough to get you drunk, but not enough to... to, you, don't have to I mean,
1: you, can, you can have a couple of them before you get there. And then the Brown, what's ABB on the Brown? I forgot to ask you it's a five
3: point or 5.8.
1: Nice. And that's real, like, in that sessionable, range. chicken on a nice fall Saturday, watching the dogs, or for you, the Gators, I suppose.
3: I, I mean, hey, you know what? We're, we're not biased when it comes mm-hmm. to people coming in here. We were rooting for the dogs in the national championship. Um, you know, that's because you probably hate Obama. I just want to see someone else win. I'm probably going to yeah. lose a bunch of business, saying that. But you know It'd what? be all right. It'd be okay.
1: I mean, hey, but look. But from there, the third beer you pour for me, this is a strong ale, and good lord, you can hear me just inhale because In, I love strong ales. I love a good one.
3: Yeah, it's uh, it's eight percent ABV. Um, yeah, t-
1: take your time on this one, boys and girls. Woo, yeah. <laughs> this uh, is nice.
3: It's, well, and, and so even for 8, 8% ABV,
1: it really is. It doesn't drink like an 8%. It doesn't drink like a big beer. I'm sorry, I mean, up. go ahead.
3: No, 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 no. It, funny story, though. Ernest, uh, for that uh, yeah, Uptown Columbus, Col- Columbus Festival, uh, we had Freedom Bird on. Yeah. And uh, Ernest was just slamming them down. And I told him, I said, you got to slow down, man, because. <laughs> Thing is, you know, eight percent alcohol, and
2: sure enough, you know,
3: yeah, <laughs> he was uh, feeling it a little put, bit. Put, put him down bit.
2: for
1: the count, you know.
2: But that was uh, definitely the you know first pontoon beer that I really fell in love with. That uh, the
1: Freedomberg. It's just like the one. I was like, whoa, whoa. And so so what format would this beer stuff. come in? Would it be canned, bottle. How are you going to do this? So one?
3: this is currently ke- uh, kegged um, right. in the tap room, but we also sell bottles to go. Uh, mm-hmm. We sell 750s. It was the first of two beers for our release, um, so people can pick it up at the brewery. Like I said, it's it's an 8% easy to drink. It's an American strong ale, so the, those that don't like the Belgian yeast, where mm-hmm. it's got that fruity, right. fruity yeast esters, um, You know, this is going to be a lot more clean, and it's going to the hops and the malt to really show through,
1: and then one more beer I want to discuss the Candy Shandy. Nah. Tell me about that one. That's just a fun, I love the name on it. Yeah, it's sure a fun, fun beer, candy, yeah. Uh, yeah,
2: I'll let you take over. <laughs> oh, yeah, so that was a, a collaboration that we had with the uh, band that was here on Saturday. Uh, repeat, repeat one of the two bands that we had here. Uh, yeah, and that one's um made with a um, pineapple and uh, mango,
3: yep, pineapple yeah. and mango juice. It's a, it's a hefeweizen, yeah. nice, so it's really hefeweizen, uh, with. The mango and pineapple juice added into the secondary, which makes it into shandy. Nice. What's cool about the shandy is that typically shandies are between 3 and maybe 5%. Right. If you get lucky, ours boasts a 6.5% ABV. So mm. while it doesn't it's big. drink like it, it it uh, packs a punch. It gets drunk.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but but slow and easy, and Correct. a good time. Like I said, it's one of those you can take out to the lake. Absolutely, it Have is a, a good time. It is with. a
3: lake crushable beer. It's got a soft mouthfeel. It's a really really soft mouthfeel. It's very fluffy. Um, I mean it is a wheat beer that's something going on right now yeah that's that's what I've been drinking I've gone nah, through three of them it's already, a though. smooth beer yeah. man
1: and I really enjoy I'll tell you another place where you can find smooth beer is here on beer it is on the CSSP network once again my name is Nubias Wilborn and man I' been really good time here at pontoon Brewing as learning more of the story of this fine establishment. And I'll tell you what, another place we can learn is our good folks at Funko, Fun at First Sight. Your home for exclusive collectibles such as the world-famous pop vinyl bobbleheads, apparel, t-shirts, hats, and merchandise more. So you can do all your branding stuff. And now the listeners of Beer It Is on the CSPN Network can enjoy 10% off your entire purchase when shopping at Funko. So to, to place your order with 10% off and to help keep our show free for you and allow me to go to cool places like Ponsu Brewing, go to our network website at cspn.us, that's cspn.us. Then click on the Keep Our Podcast Free link at the top of our page. From there, scroll down to the Funko link and place your order. When you get to the end of the checkout, put in the offer code SHOP10 for your 10% discount. So shop Funko. Do those guys, show them some love as I show the folks at Pontoon Brewing Love. And when we come back, we're going to do my favorite segment, the fun six-pack of questions. So we're going to have both and and Sean on those. We're going to ask them six questions about beer, love, and life. Stick and stay. Beer it is. CSPN. We'll be right back. All right, boys and girls. Once again, this is Nubias Woolborn here for Beer It Is on the CSPN Network, and really having a good time here at Pontoon Brewing in Sandy Springs, Georgia. And man, this is a really cool spot. These guys are just getting it started. And speaking of getting it started, check out the good folks at My Comic Shop. We're sponsored by these fine folks. All you got to do, if you really want to go support, click on My My Comic Shop. Go to CSPN.us. Then click on our Keep the Podcast Free link at the top of the page. From there, click on My Comic Shop banner and order from a vast selection of new releases, back issues, vintage classics, graphic novels, and more to be delivered right to your door. Hey, yeah, that bring right to you, man. I mean, straight up, just how we bring it to you. Here each and every week on Beer It Is. Why bother slipping to the comic book store where you can order your comic books online? Shop my comic shop through cspn.us. Do it today. And another thing I'm doing today is I am rocking and rolling with the boys of Pontoon Brewing. Brew, excuse me, Tasting Room Manager, Ernest. And then my man, Sean O'Keefe, who's running this whole conglomerate here. In operation. So we're going to draw our six-pack of fun. Yeah. So six fun questions, and we're going to have a good time with it. We're going to start with Ernest. We're going to ask both guys to say questions. We're going to switch back and forth. All right, All right so question number one. Mm-hmm. If you could have a beer with any four people, dead or alive, who would it be? Oh. Any <laughs> uh, four
2: people, have a beer with them. Dead or alive. Dead or alive. Dead or alive. Uh. Oh, man see I'm gonna have to do Bruce Lee oh alright uh Socrates <laughs> if he uh, actually existed if not then I'll just say Plato that one's uh either or uh let's see alright so we got two uh Bob Ross
1: you got to tell us who Bob Ross is. The uh, uh, um, Joy of Painting. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, with the <laughs> yeah. frog. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm
2: sure he'd be a real <laughs> chill dude. Yeah. And
1: Barack Obama. <laughs> Why not? Yeah. All right.
3: Then same question for you, Sean. Uh, had a little bit of time to think there. Thank you, Ernest. Uh, so first off, Abe Lincoln was a home brewer. Uh, nice For 100% Brock, Brock's a
1: home brewer too Yep Brock really?
3: is a homebrewer as well That's mm-hmm. right um, And uh, uh, Benjamin Franklin Dude seemed like a boss Back in the day um, And um, I was going to say uh, Adam Wainwright With the St. Louis Cardinals Nice Favorite baseball player I know he likes his beer um, Super cool dude And then uh, And then John Lynch With the The uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, now the GM of... 49ers. 49ers, that's right. So, uh, I'm a sports guy. Got to pick some football guys. Fair uh, enough. You know, got
1: to have someone on there. So, yeah. All right. So, question to you. Question number two. Going to start with Sean O'Keefe here. Um, what are you drinking with those guys? Ooh.
3: Um, I think for all four of them... I think a good bourbon barrel-aged stout would be a something that didn't obviously exist for obviously uh, Benjamin Franklin and Abraham Lincoln that would blow their minds. Whiskey, however, has been around long before then, so I think that'd be a fun style to do. Um, so I, I would say like a nice bourbon barrel-aged um, imperial stout, and then. Uh, then I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna stick to my favorites. Uh, a nice floral, you know, spicy saison with uh, white wine grapes right.
1: in it. So would it be your beer or just? Oh,
3: that would be my beer. Uh, nice. It's a tart saison with with uh, riesling grapes and white pears, and uh, drinks like a wine, tastes like a beer.
1: Nice, I like yep.
3: it. All right, man, you're
2: nice. up. You're up. Yeah, you're up. Uh, yeah for. Uh... <laughs> Uh, some of those older ones. I definitely wouldn't want to uh, blow Socrates or Plato's mind there with some uh, new kind of beer. I'll probably pick something really old, like a German style, or maybe like a wine sour beer. Uh, mm. Maybe like um, their uh, I don't know their Vedus, or you know, just maybe go with one of their, you know, their pills, even their pils. Even there, their Marzen. Uh, yep. Um, if, if I could, uh, I don't know, try to spice it up a little bit, I think I'd probably go with like a, uh, maybe like a Belgian pale ale, uh, I, those were ones that I first kind of got really fond of, like, uh, Parat is, um, something that I always considered a personal favorite, uh, Belgian strong pale ale. Nice. Um, uh, personal favorite beer, but if, if I didn't want to go 10.5% on them and blow them, up. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have to go with like a, you know, a wine sapon or either like their, uh, their Dunkelweizen or, uh, you know, just keep it simple with more like uh, with their traditional.
1: Nice, nice. All right, then question three. We're going to start with my man Ernest. Um, what would you eat at that meal? Because you got to have a meal. What are you eating?
2: <laughs> well, if I'm having a German beer, then I want some German cuisine. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm a huge fan of German cuisine. We actually had a uh, Bratwurst food truck here on Saturday. Yes. Uh, and I had some currywurst there. But, you know, probably, uh, you know, just uh, some sausage, you know, bratwurst. Uh, you know, wouldn't have to have the curry sauce with it or anything. Some bratwurst and some French fries. You know, keep it simple.
1: Nice. Same view. What are you feeding, boys?
2: Um, with the beer selections and the
3: people there. I think I would do a nice pig roast. Mm. Pig roast. Uh, cold like under like underground pig roast.
1: Uh, so you're gonna take some time, right? Oh, I, yeah. absolutely. You're gonna a, sit there, pick their brains, and absolutely. Yeah.
3: Uh, you know. Besides beer, uh, barbecuing and uh, bourbon are my two other passion projects. Nice. So um, I would do a nice, uh, uh, some some uh, uh, hickory wood uh, soaked in some uh, bourbon, like a special bourbon blend that I would do. Um, let that soak there for 30 minutes. Put it in with the pig. Smoke it underground. Uh, do some fun sides, some mac and cheese. Mac and cheese goes well with every beer on the planet. Nice. Um, or not beer,
1: just eating a bowl of mac and cheese. So <laughs> Nice. And then question four. Who is the coolest person you've met in brewing?
3: That's a good question. I think the coolest person that I've met so far... Um, I think I'm gonna have to. I'm, I'm gonna have to go local. Um, I hope I hope people aren't uh, aren't thinking it's too cheesy. But uh, uh, the guys over at Scofflaw, I, I, I love those guys. They're uh, they're good people. They're making great beer. Um, hung out with them at the CBC uh, up in, in, in Washington D.C. this year, which is the Craft Beer Conference. Um, had. More than a drink or two with them. (laughs) Um,
1: That's JP and Matt. uh, JP, Matt, and Travis, Travis, and and
3: Joe. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, they're good people, and... and uh, we, you know, they've, they've helped pontoon out a ton. They even promote our grand opening on their page, so. Big ups. Um, yeah, absolutely. They're, Respect.
2: they're my favorites. Yep. Respect. I still want to piggyback on that. See, Travis is definitely one of the coolest people I've met in brewing, you know. That weird motherfucker. <laughs> and, uh, and for, for, for my
3: birthday. For uh, your yeah, birthday. Yeah, yeah, birthday. yeah, yeah it, your was, birthday.
2: it was uh, both of ours going to be, a, you know, birthdays were pretty close together. And is uh, his 30th, uh, we went over to Scott Law, and I brought up a... Rare uh, note from uh, Cycle. Uh, nice. You know, we showed uh, on that one there. But uh, if I can kind of cheat a bit, not necessarily in the brewing industry, but a friend of mine who runs a pub uh, ah. in uh, in Tampa, my friend uh, Rob Leonard, um, he has the park uh, Park shirt that I'm actually sporting right Oh, now. I like it. You know, shout out to Rob if you ever hear this. <laughs> uh, Rob's the homie. You know, he has the coolest arcade bar uh, in Florida. Uh, All these old <laughs> <you> know, arcade <laughs>
3: games. I and love it. good beers it. on yeah. tap. And... Really
2: cool vibe. And I've homebrewed with him a couple of times. Nice. Uh, just one of the best friends you could have. He's working on his uh, Level
3: Beautiful. 2 Cicerone,
2: too. Yeah.
1: Shout out, man. Get that Level 2 Cicerone. It's really <laughs> – it's tough, man. It is – Who that test is not fun. Everybody keeps asking me – everybody keeps wanting me to go Level 3, and I'm like, uh, I mean – You get burned out at Number 2. <laughs> the 2 is tough, man. I mean, because being able to pick up those off flavors yep. and really have those real conversations and know what they are, it is not easy. Ah. All right. But anyway, from there. Next question. Who do you look up to in beer? Uh, Who do
2: I look up to? You know, I I only met him for the first time recently, but I've been uh, really looking into him. Uh, Ale Sharpton. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey, L's been on the podcast. He's been on twice, actually, yeah, man. Yeah, that, yeah he, he's the other black guy in beer, yeah, so yeah. shout out to him, man. That's no, my yeah, boy, man. He's a good out dude, to man. Al, you know,
2: he was uh, he was real cool when he met me. You know, took a nice picture that I'm going to be using for some profiles. Now, I just
1: <laughs> <laughs> nice. Really With like, the cool. glass out. Yeah. yeah you know, uh, sharpton pose. Yeah, that's yeah, my yeah, boy, dude. man.
2: You know, he uh, told me about a lot of places that I need to visit in this area. You know, I'm going to be looking at some more of his, uh, his articles, you know. Yeah. Uh, this seems like a you know real soulful dude. Real, yeah,
1: real He's got a hell of a story too, man. Really good guy, man. So he's, he's, he's somebody who I really look to a lot as far as just developing and growing in this industry. So shout out to Hale, man. Salute L. Sharpton Post. <laughs>
3: uh, once again, I'm gonna stay kind of local, kind of as in he just came into uh, came into Atlanta beer scene, but uh, two people. Uh, Mitch Steele um, I don't read a lot I got burned out of reading in college uh, Fair I, I know it's like super uneducated But uh, I've been trying to read a little bit more And uh, I, I read his book on IPAs and, D-book, uh, really? Yeah, yeah,
0: D-book on D- IPAs book on
3: IPA um, Really happy with that um you know looking forward to meeting him i've uh, gone over to new realm a couple times uh, worked with or talked with the uh, falcone their ceo over there awesome yeah. guy and uh, looking forward to finally meeting a guy who i look up to and then and then also once again keeping it local um uh, uh, eric johnson over at wild heaven
1: shout out to eric he's, he's, he's a listener of the show we've had him on man really good dude um, you know, he got started in craft beer, like running one of the coolest beer bars in the city of Athens. Yep. For many years, making that place really pop. And that place still exists to this day. And now what he's doing in a wild heaven, shout out to him, Nick, that whole crew over Absolutely. there, man. Brewing some really badass beer, man. So salute to them. Yeah, man. So is there somebody in this, and I guess we'll end it here. That you want to meet in beer that you haven't met yet. Who would that person be? Um, Other than Mitch, you already mentioned Mitch, but beyond like this, it would be globally, nationally. Who, who would that be that you want to? Sorry, yeah. yeah, that you'd want to meet that you haven't.
2: I
3: am uh, I mean, I would like to meet. The reason I look over there is because we had a sticker over there, the Rodenbach guys or, uh, oh, or Cascade yeah. guys. Mm. I want to meet. Honestly, you know who I want to meet? I want to meet the master blender for Cascade because mm. I think it's crazy that that job exists and awesome that that job exists because their blending game is unbelievable. I love Cascade. And then Rodenbach, obviously, is uh, one of my favorite sours out there. I love to, to talk to those guys, pick their brains, and learn how to just absolutely kill the sour game.
1: Nice.
2: Uh, yeah can't think of anyone in particular i guess i would i would love to go to uh the uh the brewery who's uh, i'm not going to attempt to uh pronounce the name of the uh the um, belgian brewery that uh, that makes uh perot but i'd love to oh nice sometime. in belgium yeah, yeah. yeah i'd love to go there sometime and meet some of those brewers you know they've been you know making good stiff since, since uh <laughs> since i've been drinking you, you know, know it is crazy and a lot of some. those
1: belgian brew i mean they're open fermenters Really old school. Remember oh, yeah, if you yeah. haven't been to Beverly Cool Bevel. ships yeah. and, and right. you
3: know, spontaneous fermentation and um, been doing it for for hundreds of years, right. you know. Um, old
1: school, man. Old it's school, fun. yeah. And old equipment, too. Oh, yeah. All right, then bonus question. All right. Last one. We'll finish it out here. Um, where do you see pontoon in, it used to be five years, but we'll say two years. Where do you see <laughs> pontoon in two years?
3: Um, well, um, we're actually already looking for our second location. For a production facility. I know it sounds aggressive, but in this game, you gotta kinda look at the future. Um, you know, we're already looking at buying some more uh, equipment. We're buying a two and a half barrel pilot system uh, and some new equipment. But really, in two years, I would like to have our second location picked out on a lake or on a body of water. Um, and uh, hopefully, with a little orchard nearby, so we can do some spontaneous cool ship. Uh, open fermentation on a, you know, barrel aging uh, facility um, and uh, really just really want to find that, that whale beer that we yeah. are, you know, we're working on right now. Yeah, get, we some, just, get some chase beer going Yeah, Yeah, just really want something that people know us for.
2: Yeah, and I'm be re- you know, working my best to make sure this is, you know, as awesome venue as, uh, as it has been so far, you know, and just get some regular events in here I get people in here, you know, um, gaming, playing music, you know, have have food trucks here and just, you know, uh, we got a lot of people lined up to, you know, try to, you know, have like their family events here, that kind of stuff. You know, we have a lot of space. So just kind of have it as a a hot spot, you know, and um, stay in touch with the community. We got a lot of foot traffic in here from, you know, some neighbors that are glad to see
1: uh, a brewery walking distance from their house. Nice. So I want to stay in touch with them as well. Nice. And then real quick, everybody, where can they find you on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, all those fine social media places? <laughs> Super
3: easy there. At Pontoon Brewing for all of those things. Nice. I like consistent uh, branding. Yep, yeah. yep. Uh, at Pontoon Brewing for Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, um, Snapchat we're working on. Uh, I, I look up to those chub- the, the brand Chubbies and the ridiculous videos they put on there. So nice. we'll be doing some fun stuff there. Um, yep, our new website's up at www.pontoonbrewing.com. Um, our girl RJ, who does our social media marketing, just she actually built the site in two days, which is fantastic. Um, so you know, we got all the branding up. Uh, we're open to the public.
2: Come on by. Yeah, we're gonna take some uh, headshots soon. So if you're interested in either of us personally, we're gonna our ugly mugs on, on social <laughs> media. Well, I mean, I mean, I I mean, <laughs> I mean,
1: I mean Sean is married, but, but, but I mean, you're single oh, man, right? Yeah, yeah, man. Single man. Uh oh, I single in the a. So yeah, you know, <laughs> hey, ladies, uh, you, know? <laughs> you want to take out some beer and hang out with this beautiful man over here? You know, we we, we might make something happen. Yeah. Hey, as he flips the right, he, yeah, hey, he's ready. <laughs> anyway, guys, thank you so much <laughs> for coming you, on with you. me and. Doing this. It's been a Listen, pleasure. folks, Pontoon Brewing here in Sandy Springs. I mean, there the signs out there. Real quick, give us the address again. It's
3: 8601 Dunwoody Place, Sandy Springs, Georgia. Um, and we're in building 500, Suite 500. And you can't miss our bright cool. blue flag. And we got a new sign out on the road.
1: Yeah. And the cool thing is when you, when you go into the Waze app or you go into Google Maps, you type it in. It comes up, pontoon brewing. It pops right up. It di- directs you right up in here. Really cool spot right across from the quick trip yeah. down the street from the Coca-Cola factory. So check this place out. Check these guys out. Here it is. And we're out. Thank you.